There's always an opportunity to be a better us for this world. So claim it! It's time to develop me for we. Happy morning, everyone! I'm Steph Saison, your host. If it's not obvious yet, I love learning. I eat it up for breakfast and cuddle with it as I lull myself to sleep. <laughs> but I have this tendency to collect so much information and input that it just stays a stat. Info. And being in the training industry, it's typical to see eager people go into a room and give such enthused feedback of how much they've learned. And I can really see it in their faces, their expressions, and then when they nod their heads in agreement to the trainer's slides and statements. But typically, just give it a week or a month passing by, and they'll continue life business as usual before the training, forgetting all those things that they've told themselves they'll start and stop doing. Do you tend to do this as well? How can we ensure that what we learn from the workshops we go to or the books that we read are brought to life through application? And this is why I am sharing some of my tips and tricks that have really helped me maximize my learning to all those weekly conferences, trainings, or retreats I go to, and the books that I read. First is to take notes. Whether you're a note-taker type or not, whether it's on a familiar topic or not, just take notes. For the past month, I've attended this particular talk for three times by the same speaker. And when I compared my notes, I noticed that there was always something that I picked up more than before or highlighted something more unlike the last time. And if I never took notes, I wouldn't have been able to reflect on how what I'm going through in that specific moment, day, week, really changed my receptivity and retention to what I heard. It didn't hurt as well that I was in that humble posture of knowing that, okay, I'm a student, and didn't assume that I knew that what, what the speaker was going to say by not taking notes anymore. And good for me because the speaker added some anecdotes and formulated the statements to even more quotable quotes. Another instance that I have is when I was preparing for an essay for an application and recalled my professor mentioning this specific line from a book two years ago. And thankfully, since I knew I took notes, I was able to go back to it and integrate it to my essay. So you can really see that it's better to have done it than to regret it later. It doesn't always have to be verbatim or word per word. Sometimes, actually, I just like pausing and then reading the slide, absorbing what the speaker in front is saying, and then integrate it together and note down a quick summary for both. You might even just prefer noting down the quotable quotes or the data or numbers, and that's fine as long as you have something value-adding to go back to because we all know that we don't have photographic memories that we can rely on like 5 years, 10 years from now. Second is to make a commitment before even going to that talk or digging into that book. Usually, you hear people making their commitments after they've gone through everything, but it won't be effective if you don't have this commitment to yourself first. So, make your own commitment on how you'll monitor and evaluate your learning. So, the specifics and details will just depend on what you commit to later on. An example would be telling myself, okay, I'll make sure that during the talk, I'll already like brainstorm some action points and then reflect on all my notes when I get home. And from there, I'll be able to revise my action points accordingly to my reflection 
And so when I enact those action points, I'll just follow up with myself every Thursday night on the progress. And this is a perfect way to do the make the time to take the time because typically talks would extend for what, like half an hour and then you're rushing to the next thing that you have to go to and then you just forget to that you even went to this talk in the first place. So it's really good that we think and act ahead. The third tip that I have is to share it with others. This is honestly for me the best way to learn. When I share the key takeaways along with my own thoughts and action points, it's really integrating that learning to my life. And it's easier to remember since you worded it in your own way. It's now part of your own story, not just the speaker's. And it also builds accountability. You really developed me for me. <laughs> they too get to learn without needing to go or read that book. And you just create that community of learning and improving. Like imagine having such value-adding conversations and discussions with your friends and acquaintances rather than having those relationship-breaking gossip and all. And you might be thinking, yeah, Steph, okay, these are all good guidelines and tips in learning in a situation where most of the learning comes from one source and you're generally just sitting down to absorb it. But what about experiential learning? What, How do we learn and really apply that? And yeah, you'd think now, okay, okay, it's not like we can take notes when we're moving around. It actually took me a while to realize this. I used to be so analytical, even with experiential learning, thinking that, okay, maybe I can note every single thing down, every single detail and learn. But then that's not always the best approach and not always the most time efficient and all. An example would be back in high school when I was trying to learn how to drive a manual car. Uh, the instructor noticed that I just kept looking at the speedometer to check if, okay, am I at the right speed to change gears now? And so he told me, listen to the engine. This car is an extension of yourself, so just feel when it's ready and then change. And I understood it. And wow, I was able to drive to the third, fourth year. Sorry, wasn't able to do the fifth since Manila is so traffic. But then, okay, I got over that. But there was another obstacle in driving, how to parallel park. And I asked, okay, what's the perfect angle that I should really learn my car before I insert myself between the cars? And... I was really asking for just these guidelines, even if I knew that every situation would be different. Like, the cars won't always be spaced the same way. The road won't be as wide as maybe the last one. But I just wanted to get all these guidelines, this one-size-fits-all solution. Another instance was in high school, I was part of the cheer dance, and... I know that I can't take notes to, okay, do this step every single time after, okay. But I actually did that. Every break time, I would type the step so I can visualize it better that, okay, this is the order. I have to move my hand and feet this way. Rather than instinctively know what to do based on the beat and the transition. And I was able to move more naturally when I did that and really flew with the music. Like even in Zumba, when I... I recall this instructor on YouTube saying, okay, I'll show you the steps and you can mirror me, but follow the beat of the song. That's how you're really going to maximize your workout and the dance and that's how you're going to enjoy it. And I always try to mentally 
note and find and follow a special and perfect formula for success when what would lead me to that perfection is actually not found in the copying and memorizing it's like being mindful sensitive and intuitive and just really understanding it so that you enjoy it so maybe we're the ones limiting and boxing ourselves up making us stiff with every movement because of that expectation on how we should learn and i can't help but relate this discussion that we have now on learning to the actualization of our belief system I've encountered people who claim to follow or have this kind of belief system and be shocked like, okay, it doesn't seem evident. Are you really practicing or living that out? I never knew. (laughs) And it's because believing is having faith. Faith isn't empty belief. And note, faith isn't just an exclusively religious term. We actually exercise faith every day in the simplest of ways. Like if you sit on a chair and not hesitate at all, you're putting really big faith on that chair to do its job because you expect it not to collapse at all under you. And to just function in this world really requires faith, rooting from our belief system. So like if your belief system is to just doubt and question anything, you're just going to be cynical about everything and everyone that you encounter and that will really affect how you go about your everyday. And it's really fitting that our last discussion was on how you perceive reality so it's really rooted to that belief system and okay okay we have all this talk on belief system and faith but then again why do we still encounter these practicing believers as hypocrites of what they preach well okay they might be doing those tips that i shared like okay they're taking notes or maybe they go to church every week or three times a week even but Realize this, being tagged as someone religious or spiritual doesn't equate to being a real believer or having an intimate relationship with God. I recall Mahatma Gandhi saying that, okay, I like your Christ, but I don't like your Christians. Because just doing all those is just proof of them knowing what they're supposed to do. They can use these practices like, okay, these will be the roots of our belief, the doing. But that's not what the belief is asking for. It's asking that this doing would be the fruit of that belief, not the roots. It would be the the byproduct, the fruit. And it's because learning is more focused on the being, not the doing. Everything that we do is to achieve a certain be. Like, think of journaling. You don't just journal for the sake of journaling. When we do it in the first place, it's because our end goal is for us to instill in ourselves that discipline to take a pause, not rush everything all the time, and to be able to reflect. Or maybe you go to a certain leadership training and then you decide that, okay, my action step is to really listen to my team, whether they talk about their personal lives or problems at work. But sitting there and listening doesn't mean you're hearing them. Doesn't make you a better leader if you just check it off your checklist of being a better boss. So let's just look into some verses to better understand this being rather than doing concept of learning. In Romans chapter 10 verse 2, Paul was describing the Jews that I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. So yes, they were showing zeal and passion for God, but then the zeal was not based on knowledge. The looking into 
that Greek word that Paul used here, knowledge, is epignosis, meaning full knowledge. Using the word just gnosis means head knowledge, just knowing, which isn't fully knowing. But Paul used epignosis, which is heart knowledge, not head, just head knowledge. So that's really digesting that knowledge and believing and embracing it. So yes, the Jews did know about God, but it was all in their heads. Yes, they had passion for God, but it was contained in their minds and didn't translate to their hearts. Paul continues in chapter 10 saying that this lack of heart knowledge of the Jews was due to their lack of trust in the righteousness of God because they trusted in their own righteousness instead. They wanted to do things their own way, their own terms, their own strengths and abilities, not realizing that that very thing that they were doing was limiting them and limiting what God could do for them. Another book that I've been studying that is just so appropriate for a discussion is the book of Hosea. The background of this whole book was focused on Israel. Israel, the nation that God brought out of Egypt and then just continually stayed faithful to no matter how many times they turned their backs on him and really hurt him with everything that they were doing or not doing. And they were just identifying God with Baal or Baal, a Canaanite nature God. And because of this, they adapted certain practices and beliefs that were not aligned anymore. Hosea tells them that this corrupted worship is like spiritual prostitution. So in Hosea chapter 5 verse 4, Hosea was telling them that their deeds do not permit them to return to their God, for the spirit of whoredom is within them, and they know not the Lord. The no used here is the Hebrew word yada, or yada, which means to perceive, know intimately, to understand, to experience. This was the same word used in Genesis chapter 4 verse 1, saying Adam knew Eve, leading to the conception of their son Cain. So we can surely be certain that this no is definitely intimate. And with that, I invite you now to reflect on how you've been learning ever since. Was everything just head knowledge, the knowing, or even just doing, but not the heart knowledge, the believing and the embracing? Let's use the following prompts to help us digest all these. Ask yourself these questions and try to answer. 1. How have I been ensuring that I learn? Has it been effective? What can I do to change or improve my learning? 2. Do I really know Yoda, my belief system? Aside from knowing what I should do, who should I become because of this Yoda of my belief system? It's okay not to finish all these questions in one sitting. It really takes time to grasp what you want as your belief system and worldview. And it's really important that you base it off the truth. Because as much as I want this to be my belief system, but it's not based on the truth, the reality, then it's still gonna collapse under much pressure and sad happenings and realities in our world. And relying on yourself to answer all these questions is not the solution. It's important that we engage in conversations with others also, and especially God. Let's not end up as the Israelites who have zeal for what they believe in and do, yet function so self-reliantly. I pray you all take the time to think through your answers to these critical questions. Don't forget that we all need to make the time to take the time. If you have questions, suggestions, or just want to chat, you can message me on Instagram at StephSaison or Twitter at WhatStephSaison or even email me at developmeforwe at gmail.com. 
See you guys in a few days for the next episode. Happy morning!